For fuck's sakes, let's get this started. <laughs> five years later. Well, actually, five years later would be September the 22nd, but whatever. Thanks, James. Welcome back to a, another episode of The Bunker Project. It's been five long years, and we're back for another show. And this is episode number 164, although technically there's more because we did bonus episodes and several unpublished episodes. All right, welcome back, everybody. This is a long-awaited episode uh, of The Bunker Show. <clears throat> we're going to start off like we normally did back in the day with a roundtable introduction, and we're going to start with uh, Randall. Start with so, so what we're going to do is we're just going to say, what have you been doing for the last five years? Very, very short, summarized uh, summary. What have I been doing for the last five years? Pretty much the same thing I've been doing for the last 25 years. <laughs> Still doing accounting. More cloud-based now than we've ever been. So everything's, even our tax software now is going to be cloud-based. So we won't have to, we're looking at probably having remote working in the next couple of years, maybe sooner. Get rid of the office, have no office, have everybody work from home. So that's uh, that's kind of where it's going. The accounting industry has changed immensely in five years. It's um, all going using AI and, you know, there's software now that can do a, a, a basically a year-end review for you and tell you what you need to find, what you need to fix, and all that kind of stuff. So, But prices aren't coming down if anybody thinks it's going to get cheaper because, <laughs> you know, the software is doing most of the heavy lifting. But then we still have to do a lot of stuff, too. But Rand yeah, Randall still needs to get paid. I have to make some money. Fuck, I got to... It costs a lot of money to run a business. <laughs> All right. Next, we've got the German Maven. Yeah, I was asking about that, if you're still using our names, right? We had a German Maven, I think Gaming Maven and everything yeah, like that. Maven. Yeah. Yeah? The Number okay. Country Maven. What I have done in the last five years, oh, well, um, still working as a social media journalist, but I uh, grew up a new business as a German teacher for foreign languages to uh, teach people who came into our country because we had, like, Europe had a lot of challenges the last years. And uh, so I try to do my best to join and help people to learn the language and history and the traditions and so I'm now working for a university as well and as what are you doing to help Brexit? Um, actually um, the Brexit is not a good topic right now over there because <laughs> like Germany we, we, we try to keep them and um, yeah, it will be a lot of changes mainly for Ireland because there's where all these companies are sitting like Facebook and it's like the European Silicon Valley and um, yeah, it will change a lot when uh, they this guy. Yes, but it will. Yeah, but when when they are going out the Brexit, oh. the, they the London companies want to move all to Ireland, and then then yeah. it's getting complicated. Northern Ireland. Well, Ireland actually will unite in a very probably five years. Yeah, uh, that's. Yeah. I don't think so. That's a, that's that, that's, yeah. that's no. A, it's still. 
Yeah, but um, I'm doing well though, and uh, I'm really, really excited that you guys reunioned today. Yeah, thank and you're you. the reason why, right? Because yeah, you came thank here you. and you said thank you wanted you to get so together, much and you said let's for do having show. me and. Yeah, and thank you for this amazing time, 2011. You gave me like a small welcome friends family over here. So thank you for all of that. You're welcome. Didn't you publish a book? Which one? Yeah, I published a children's book. Yeah, thank you. So for Just for God. In 2015, actually. Yeah, but you know, sometimes life is so overwhelming, so you... Yeah, I published a children's book. I sent some, some yeah. copies to you, yeah, right? Yeah, it was, it was good. What was yeah, it called? What was it about? Um, so it was called, I don't know the English title anymore, because in German it was about the sun, and uh, it was just a small tale about friendship, the sun, the wind, and the clouds uh, sticking together as a group, and sometimes this group fits, and sometimes it doesn't fit, so it's all about friendship, and yeah, thank you for reminding me more. Mm, so, yeah, good. To Margaret. I think I got it. No. Uh, no. no, no, no. Oh, I don't? Okay, past five years, BC Insurance Gal has now uh, gone to the dark side and have, has a real job. <laughs> Still in insurance, doing insurance services at an ultra-high net worth invest, uh, financial management firm. But, yeah, other than that, traveling. And, yeah, enjoying life. Cool. And I have not written any books. <laughs> well, you used to write some books I under did a pen write name. A, I did write a book under a pen name, yes. Yeah. But Several, didn't you? A few. Yeah. But, yeah, they're out of they're out of date now, so I took mm. them down. Were they romance novels? No, it was a how-to-online date novel. Yeah, that's a romance novel. Oh, same tip. No, it was how-to-romance or how-to-do-something novel, but anyway. <laughs> you literally just said romance. Whatever. Romance. Difference. Okay, so romance. next, moving along. Hey everyone, it's Stephanie Michelle Scott here. Uh, so wonderful, good old wildfire fat consulting. And quite honestly, the last five years haven't changed all that much. I'm still consulting. I'm still mostly doing personal brands for people. Uh, I think the only big change in the last five years is instead of doing like one-off full campaigns for individuals, I'm finding it a little modular um, being contracted by agencies and things to do the parts of what social media is about. But my God, you guys, amazing seeing each one of you. This is such, such an amazing thing. Yay. Awesome. Hey, this is uh, Paul the Rock God, Maven. I'm back. I'm still doing my karaoke uh, every week at <laughs> Shenanigans, across the street from where the bunker was almost. And uh, and life's about the same now. I tried to retire. I kind of was went into semi-retirement for a few years. But this year, there's so much work out there. I Got people begged me to go back to work, and I was stupid and accepted. So, do you still go to Mexico a lot? I do. I'm going in uh, another month from now. I'll be there for a few weeks. Mazatlan, Mexico, and nice. my world tour, hanging out on the beach, and uh, 30th consecutive year in Mazatlan, Mexico for me this year. So it's a big one, and it's great to see everybody. I'm shocked. I did a list of all the people in the podcast and that I knew, and like. 8 out of 10 or 10 out of 12 showed up here, and it's it's awesome to be back. Nice to see all the friendly faces. Sweet. Oh, I got my And own. Bob's up. Hello. All right, I'm doing this without a headset, but who cares? Um, what the hell have I been doing? I got a studio that we're playing in right now. I'll uh, For you guys that are watching, I'll spin it around so you can see it. Um, a lot of the same stuff. 
plus the photography thing. The coolest thing I've done recently was uh, I was on assignment for Yahoo Japan, which uh, doesn't sound amazing, but Yahoo Japan has 60% of the market there, and Google has 10. So it's like shooting for Google. Um, and we did a really, really cool thing on Sony. So I got to go inside the Sony building and talk to the guys that built uh, the Spider-Man movie. That was kind of cool. Cool. Shot them four days of shooting. They had an editor from Japan flew in and uh, the writer from New York flew in. So it was kind of like an international thing. And I drove them around, had a great time, blew their minds. So they're going to see if they can do another story. Um, other than that, shooting beautiful women, making them look great. Um, fighting with clients, getting to do the things I want them to do. So basically the same thing as I was doing before. Yeah, we jumped <coughs> we jumped right into the roundtable at the beginning, and I didn't uh, bring up that we're actually recording this, not in the bunker bar, but in Bob's studio. Yeah. His photo studio in New Westminster. Uh, West Coast Photo Studio. And we're not drinking the Brewmaster Black Beer, but Bob and I picked up uh, just uh, next door. We picked up... S and O. Yeah, Steel and Oak. Dark lager, and it is very similar to the black beer that we used to drink. And uh, yeah, and it is brewed right here in New Westminster. Oh, and Margaret is, uh, she's got a nice big bottle of Hoyne Irish Stout from Victoria. Victoria. Sweet. Hey, before we uh, move on to uh, the next person in our uh, roundtable discussion, I'm going to bring in one other person who came in remotely and wanted to say hello. Hey, Mavens, it's Norm. It's been too long to, to catch up. Anyways, welcome back, and I hope you guys have a great show, and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye. All right, Norm. Norm, Norm was our uh, only voicemail feedback. <laughs> no, actually, we, got, uh, we used, to get, we used to get other people that called in, but Norm was the most consistent every week calling in. Uh, and when I told him we were doing this, he said, give me the number. I'm going to call in. And he'll be back later, <laughs> later in the show as well. All right. Moving on to. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm disappointed. He didn't have like on. three questions. He's got a question. Just oh. not now. It's coming. Oh, of course he did leave more than one voicemail. Of course he did. Okay. So I hope you all are ready to be jealous. Um, five years. Uh, I got a cat. He's on Instagram. Uh, he is an influencer on Instagram. Under 100 followers. And uh, his profile is occasionally updated. And that's that's about it. I work the same job. I live the same life. Just getting her done. And living downtown. What's your name? Marcel. The movie Maven. You were the moo. I was the moo. Oh, yeah, James uh, and Ken are frozen. So hopefully they're unfrozen by the time it's their turn. So, um, <laughs> oh, there you moved a bit. <laughs> let's move on to Satomi. Oh, hi. <laughs> by the way, Satomi was, was not the first person to join the Bunker Project. Yeah. Uh, that was uh, Allison Ban- Bannister, I believe. Yeah. Was I really were, the second? But you were, like, I think literally the second person to to come to the meetup after we started it. Yeah. Were, I think you were there for well, episode two. Yeah, and I came because I wanted to do a um, Talk Art to Me podcast. I did one <laughs> and never did get to finish it, but I have uh, co-founded the West End Art Society in the last five years uh, with uh, John Hewson. He's uh, um, the two of us, and uh, we've done a, 
um, vision for the arts and culture for the West End, and now uh, I'm really glad that a younger generation has taken over and um, is really running with it. And we have an art market at Jim Diva Plaza. We have a, a yearly um, music concert at Alexander Park, if anyone's familiar with the West End, of course. And, um, <clears throat> yeah, and so I've just been enjoying um, life and going to Thailand. In fact, my friend is right now working on my website. It's called Wow Wealth of Wellness, and I'm just just going to be talking about all the things that I love, all my products that I love, you know, my nutritionals. Um, what else? Um, oh, I'm, I've um, got, um, oh, crypto, gold-backed currency, and, and, you know, that privacy is now the new order, uh, cell phones on the blockchain. <laughs> yeah, so oh, just doing things. But, you know, it's more just really enjoying what I'm doing, and I feel like I'm in my senior year now, and, and the next 10 years are really going to, be uh, very active. Everything's converging for the best. <laughs> so thank you, uh, The Bunker, too, because, you know, you really kind of brought me up to date on all the technology, and <laughs> I was kind of a little behind, and I feel kind of more like I'm, you know, with the newer generation, if you want to call it that. Nice. Yeah. <clears throat> And now, Bonnie, the Twitter maven? Uh, or did you change your... You, you were originally the Twitter maven, but I think you changed just to... I don't, don't use uh, Twitter all that much these days. Mm. Uh, mostly you can hear me swearing on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, I've seen you uh, talk about the transit in Burnaby. Uh-huh. I, oh, I moved to the verbs. Hmm. Yeah, that was fun. Don't forget Trumpy. <laughs> Yes. Anything you want to know about uh, U.S. or Canadian politics, just follow me on Facebook because I have views on everything. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, I'm sort of semi-retired. I had a heart attack, so um, yeah, that wasn't fun. And when I was done with that, I uh, yeah, more more or less retired, but I am working on a uh, project with online um, education so like real online education with courses and lessons and assignments and so it's quite interesting and uh, we're about halfway through that um, what else that's about it so uh, Ken you there Ken oh okay and that's me now oh, okay <laughs> Um, yeah, um, uh, pretty much retired. Uh, uh, five years ago, I was still uh, working at uh, CTV part-time. And uh, uh, a couple of years ago, uh, two years ago, I guess, um, decided to leave that completely. And uh, now I'm just, uh, I've been teaching at BCIT for the last seven years or so. And still doing that and having fun doing it. Cool. And are you are you doing a podcast right now too? No, I'm I'm not doing a uh, I'm teaching podcast. <laughs> I'm, I'm not actually doing one. No. Cool. So you can. Um, you Norm has another question later about podcasting, so you can chime in on that one too. Okay. All right, and the gaming maven. Oh yeah, I guess that's me. Uh, shit, uh, five years. Uh, well, I've done. 
a lot of weird stuff. Um, yeah, so I mean, in the last five years, I've lived in India. Uh, I've lived in Africa. I've lived in England. And then I came back to Canada. Uh, I got married. Well, I got engaged. I got married. And then I got divorced. <laughs> and uh, just been making wicked video games like uh, VR projects and uh, mobile games. And you're living in Calgary now, right? Unfortunately, I'm in Calgary right now. Uh, but actually, fortunately, Calgary's pretty sweet. So Calgary's nice. There's a lot of nice people there. Calgary is sweet. Yeah, Get there's the good beef too. and uh, good beer. I'm drinking a village blacksmith in honor of the black beer that we used to drink in the Bunker Project. So, nice. you know, I, I, I owe it to, uh, to Bob and Andrew for increasing my love of black beer. So. <laughs> yeah, because you needed someone to encourage your love of beer. Yeah. <laughs> well, he never drank her. Well, he didn't. Um, <laughs> he drank the pale beer before that. Oh, Actually, and the other great thing is in the last five years is uh, Canada legalized marijuana. Woo! Yeah, works for me. And <laughs> yeah, now it's not cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so depressed. <laughs> All right, thanks, James. And that leaves... one, one more thing, I'd, you okay. know, James, have you ever thought of resurrecting your uh, doing dishes uh, podcast? You know what? Doing just doing that dishes with James was freaking awesome. Yeah. It was it was a hangout. You doing have like dishes. a million people following on on YouTube right now. <clears throat> I forgot. I totally doing, for, doing I totally dishes. forgot it was about a that. Video hangout. Yeah. So yeah. There was there was that one, and there was the Cookie Monster podcast, which was quite interesting. If and, people uh, watch video games, they might as well watch somebody use my puppet. But unfortunately, and you were regular on the craft beer hangout too. Yeah, yeah. it was a good. Yeah, no, we got to back up here. Cookie yeah, Monster podcast. Craft what? Beer hangout. Cookie Monster podcast. Explain. So I, I went on to uh, this old thing called Airtime. It was like Omegle or whatever, and I would talk to people using my Cookie Monster puppet that I found in a uh, garage sale one time, and uh, it was always quite fun. And uh, it was it was something that was different. Uh, doing dishes with James was was definitely more me, and the Cookie Monster podcast was definitely more about cookies. And so, hang on, you're you're calling it a podcast, but it wasn't really a podcast. Well, right? it was a video chat. I I was using a puppet, and unfortunately, my ex wife got the puppet in the divorce, so I no longer have it. So, <laughs> you know. Right, but she stole that. Well, she didn't steal it. She she had the luggage that had the Cookie Monster puppet and my Yeti Snowball microphone. So, so so what you did, what you were technically doing, was a webcast, right? Yeah, basically, I was doing a webcast, uh, YouTube live, I guess, in a way. Um, thing, yeah. So, Dishes with James was, was way more different, but. Uh, yeah, I remember that one. That one was really cool. We, you would I just used do to your dishes, and you get people, people that would from all over, me. The, all over the world joining you, watching you do your dishes, yeah. and talking to you. <laughs> and he was pretty big, too. Well, there's a big thing in Korea yeah. about pe- watching people eat. There's a like, oh yeah that be... gorgeous little girl that eats like yeah. sixteen pounds of stuff. Oh yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, shit. <clears throat> and the next time you see her, she's still skinny. Oh, I know. I don't it's know ridiculous. how she does it. She probably pukes all up after. Asian. It's the Asian gene, right? Just like, yeah. eat all you like and nothing. They just happens, can't so. drink. That's true. Yeah, but they can't drink, so I know. I'd rather be able to drink. All right, so that leaves me. Uh, in the last five years, I've been um, still doing 
the telecom thing, selling phones and phone systems and uh, internet and blah, blah, blah. Uh, my kids are getting big. They're playing soccer. They're doing... Uh, How many do you have now? Arts. 17, was that? Uh, uh, All twins? The square root of nine. Oh! Yeah. Okay. Somebody's going to K-12. <laughs> So yeah, Bob's so got the calculator. So the girls out. are um, <laughs> actually uh, my daughter, uh, uh, my two daughters. Uh, we were messing around and recording a, like kind of a, a fun little podcast uh, that we weren't going to publish. And then one day, my daughter, my, my daughter Maiva, she said, "Papa, let's do a podcast." And so I said, "Okay." So I we went in and we started doing it. And I said, "What do you want to do?" And she said, "I want to do the Frozen podcast because she's a huge fan of Frozen." And so <clears throat> we did it, and I've got a little clip. Do you guys want to hear it? Yeah. Sure. All right. Okay, so here it is. How many times have you seen the Frozen movie? A lot of times. Like how many, do you think? I don't know. Like a hundred times? Yeah, a hundred a million offensive. A hundred of million times? A hundred a million offensive. What does offensive mean? That means a lot. It means a lot? Yeah. A hundred of a million offensive. Yeah. Wow, that is a lot. Wow. So that means you're, that would qualify you as a, as a frozen expert, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So who's your favorite character? Elsa, you said, right? Yeah. yeah. All right, that's it. I think you need to do that for real and have it out there. That's what you Yes, actually, the, their uh, their nanny went to Disneyland, and they did a little video of uh, Elsa and Anna saying hello to them. Oh, so yeah. it's kind of neat. But um, yeah, so we might, I might we might actually do that one. I don't know. But later, I said because then she started talking about Moana and all these other uh, um, and Paw Patrol and all this. She had a digression. Yeah, yeah, she did. <laughs> and then I'm like, well, you can't call it the Frozen fan podcast if you're going to talk about all this other stuff. So what are you going to call it? And then she said, without like skipping a beat, she said, the Stars and Flowers podcast. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> and she's so, only five. Yeah. Almost six. But wow. yeah. So that's it. That's, cute. that's cool. what I've been up to. Life's good. Awesome. Cool. And I've been thinking about doing another podcast, just like a, dun, dun, dun. a um, good news podcast. Just highlighting all the good news because all you see on such a TV is is bad news. And yeah. uh, if you go to sites like um, uh, humanprogress.org or I think uh, there's one called the Daily uh, Daily Optimist, and there's a whole bunch of sites that actually are showing that the world is actually getting better, not worse. Oh yeah, and uh, much safer. There is. Um, there's a lot of bad things, but there's a lot of good things, and all we see in mainstream media is bad. So I'm thinking of doing, uh, doing that. Well, podcasting seems like a really interesting kind of thing right now because I've had three of my clients that are into personal branding asking me if I can somehow put them up in the line in a podcast or simply, simply taping with the purpose of creating a podcast later. So I think it's becoming... Well, it was always normal. popular, but yeah, no, it's getting a little normal. I don't offer it anymore. It's so normal. <clears throat> There's uh, a lot of people are actually like sales, sales organizations are yeah. actually 
using it as networking to, you know, if you want to get in front of a client, if you call them and try and pitch them something, it's a lot more difficult than saying, come on my podcast. Yep. So then you get them on the podcast, you start the relationship, and it's just a way to, to break the ice and, and, you know, get your foot in the door. So, um, uh, Ken, Ken are you guys there? Yeah, yeah, we're still here. Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna play uh, another voicemail feedback from uh, from Norm. Oh, good. Norm again. Here's a big question to open up with: What's the future of podcasting? I noticed that there's tons of different shows that aggregating onto sort of companies and such. Is that the future? Is it going to be subscription based? Uh, anyways, that's just a thought I had because I noticed uh, a lot of people are um, asking for money and stuff like that, donations. And it costs a lot to make a podcast. Anyways, just a thought. Thanks. Bye. Let's start um, with uh, Let's start with Ken. Yeah, the um, I, I'm I'm a I'm a little concerned actually. Um, uh, there's there's quite a few big sort of podcast networks happening out there, and um, uh, I'm I'm kind of concerned that it'll go the way of of television and and lose its kind of independent uh, streak and and you know you you can. Uh, listen to the the funky stuff any way you want um and a lot of the networks um are are just kind of uh you know pulling a lot of stars and this and that and and um i'm i'm just a little afraid that it's it's going to get too commercial and and just go like television or like commercial radio or commercial radio yeah yeah, yeah. marcel or marcel Okay, so to a degree, it absolutely is heading in that direction because when you look at the mainstream press, things like Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend or the Ron Burgundy podcast, that's what gets all the attention. And, and they're super popular and they make a bunch of money. But like the scrappy side of podcasting is still 100% a thing. Like there's a ton of podcasters out there that they make their living off of Patreon or it's kind of like a second job. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, if you're making good content and you can find a niche audience, it doesn't matter if the big boys are doing their thing with their big money, you can still make a little bit of money or as much as you need just by producing good content because the people who like your content will throw money at you. So like, I don't think the independent streak is going away. I think there's just more of a mainstream tilt to it as well. I agree with, I agree with Marcel, Uh, but I would, Mm -hmm. I would add to that also that once the people who are the indies who are putting out the good content, they'll be wooed by the, you know, the quote unquote networks. Well, a lot of that is happening too. Because, yeah. like, you'll see a, a pod, like a Star Trek podcast. Uh, there's one, oh, I don't remember what it's called. Darn it. But there's a Star Trek podcast where basically they were their own thing, and now they're under the umbrella of like a network, but they're still producing the same show, and they still have their own Patreon too. So it's kind of like double dipping, but whatever. But it, it's, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. But it's interesting. Yeah, it's, and I'm, I'm both, really both hoping that it, that it really stays like that. Um, um, I, I just, I just meant that I was a little concerned, not, not overly concerned, but, um, I just don't want it to, to get too crazy there. So we've covered the, the networks like the, you know, like the podcast one and Gimlet and, and, um, NPR and all, all the, all the, all the different networks that are kind of, um, trying to establish themselves in podcasting and kind of dominate. But what about Himalaya and Brew and, um, what's the other one? Um, uh, what's that? Oh, what Luminary. That? Luminary is what yep. I was trying to think. Uh, that are actually, you know, their business model is to be the Netflix of podcasting to take mm-hmm. the key. You know, they're trying to get people like Joe Rogan and uh, Mark Marin signed with uh, Stitcher Premium. Actually, it was Howl. It was Howl, and then Howl was purchased by um, or merged with 
they were part of uh, Earwolf, which merged with Midroll, which bought Stitcher. <laughs> Anyways, um, so yeah, WTF with Mark Marin is now is now part of Stitcher Premium. Uh, so they're trying to they're trying to bring these people into these walled gardens. So that's that's where that's what I don't like. That's what I'm worried about a little bit. Uh, but the indie podcaster is always going to be free, and as long as as long as podcasting remains open, meaning that because there's the other side of the equation is that there's other companies that want to be the YouTube of podcasting instead of Netflix, which is everybody can start a podcast for free, but you're doing it on our platform, and we're not going to use the RSS feed anymore. So now, when you get banned from our service, you're banned. You're you're gone. All your contact, all your content is gone. Your subscribers are gone. But with podcasting, even if you get banned, like Alex Jones got banned from uh, YouTube, he got banned from iTunes. Did we ever get banned? <laughs> no, we never got banned. No, we never got banned. But anybody who subscribed to the RSS feed still is getting the content, and anybody who wants to get it in any podcast app uh, can still put in his RSS feed and get access to his show. And as long as podcasting is is tied to RSS, it's 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 open and it's and it's that's a good thing. So I think anytime anyone tries to change that, it's a red flag, and we shouldn't like say no. But um, and I think as long as it's as long as it's an RSS based, we're we're good. So this is the Twitter Maven, and I think you've probably answered part of my question, and that is that on YouTube now, almost all of the YouTubers call themselves a podcast. It's, Which they are not. Right. It's audio. So I'm... Uh, well, no, sorry, no, it's no, video. You, but but video s- can be podcast. Video, Only there's, if it's there's, RSS, though. But yeah, so, so that's the confusing part. So there's... There's audio podcasts, there's video podcasts, and you can even do PDF podcasts or, or, or ebook podcasts. Any media file that is syndicated over RSS feed is technically, by definition, a podcast. Oh, and I, I do have something to add to that point, because um, there are a lot of podcasters that are turning to YouTube, because YouTube is more easily monetizable. So basically, they'll still have their podcast, but they'll also release their podcast with like a picture, and they'll release it as a video, yes. because the vast majority of their quote-unquote listeners will actually access the podcast through YouTube, and that's also where they make most of their money. And that's um, actually kind of a controversial yeah. thing, too, in podcasting, in that a lot of people like the podcast uh, consultants or gurus or whatever you want to call them are calling that uh, fake YouTube videos <laughs> uh, because people are going to YouTube to watch a video, but then they just get a static image. And I think it's okay though, because as, as a lot of people, they don't watch the video anyways. They just have it in the background and they listen to it. And I well, do like, that. There's a lot of videos on YouTube to begin with where it's just somebody talking about a topic and they just edit together a bunch of crap um, so that they have something in the video. Yes. Like, there's no difference between that and a podcast. Like, there's music on YouTube. People will go and put on a YouTube playlist and technically it's a video, but they're listening to music. But the really so good, what's the difference? Who cares? But the really good YouTubers, they're not doing that. They're they're actually they have B footage and it's it's relevant. It's not just uh, like Joe Rogan. It's not just a slideshow. No, Joe Rogan is a talking head. Yeah. So a, a talking head it's talking head show. videos are uh, there's nothing added to it other than you get to see the person's expression and whatnot. He and, does show some stuff sometimes. Right. Yeah. yeah, he shows uh he they play videos and yeah. and screenshots and things like that. Yeah, that's a good point. But like if we're talking about like the independent streak with uh with podcasters, any way you can get your content out there is fair. Like how is it like quote unquote wrong if you're putting a video 
out on YouTube, but, oh, that's not audio. Like, that doesn't make any sense. The argument against using the, the quote-unquote fake videos is that they don't get uh, as much engagement and they don't and they don't get very long play, so it hurts you as a, as a YouTuber. Uh, that's one argument. I don't know if I buy it. Like it hurts who? No. Because there are podcasts... It hurts you as, a, as, as, the, as the YouTuber. So basically you're somebody who makes a real video on YouTube, so you're angry that somebody has an audio clip on YouTube. No, no, no. I'm saying that, that it can hurt your channel if you put a YouTube video with just a static image and it's playing audio. Oh, and that's, we're that's, stats. Okay, so, now, I'm but, not saying that that's the case. I'm just saying that the people who are who are telling people not to do this are saying that it's not good for your channel to do that. And it's all a matter of opinion because like, if you are a podcast and you're just doing your podcast on YouTube, that's good for you. Yes. Yeah. Uh, actually, you know what the best way a lot to do of it? Talk about Joe Rogan does it the best way I think is is he's 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 got the entire his entire episodes on four hour podcast episodes on YouTube video with the talking head and and also showing clips and whatnot. But uh, he's also he also takes Snippets. little five minute, ten minute clips of specific topics within each episode and then kind of links them back to the original episode, which is I think that's the best way to do it. Yeah, but that's but even even with uh, even with yeah. Joe Rogan though, I, I still listen to him audio only. Um, uh, I very rarely watch him on, on YouTube. Yeah, I, me too. I, I I I subscribe on audio and yeah. occasionally I'll. Um, uh, yeah, occasionally I watch the the YouTube video, but not very often. If if, if on the audio podcast he says, "Oh, you got to see this," then I, I may go and and just watch that that you know two minute segment well, rather than the whole show because with rogan because his episodes are so long i only listen to the ones when i see a guest that i'm yeah. interested in but then if there's a if there's a topic within the episode that they that i that i want to uh get but i don't want to listen to the whole three-hour episode then i'll look it up on on youtube and and uh and just watch the 10 minutes instead of the three hours so what I also was referring to is some of the YouTube's uh, YouTube videos where there's uh, two people, two hosts, and they just talk the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah. And they often call themselves uh, podcasts. Well, they might be. They might be a podcast. Right. But in also, order, in, order for, in order for it to be a podcast, they have to n- not only publish on YouTube, but then they have to take that video put it in another hosting account, attach it to an RSS, RSS feed. RSS feed, yeah. And, no, I realize and, that. And then it has to go out to to iTunes and all the other podcatchers. So is so the, my other question is, is the YouTube and, and the expectation of video, even if it isn't very interesting, it's two people talking, is, is that going to um, bite into the podcast the audio market so there's um i think it's the edison research they put out a report called share of ear uh every couple months and they show like who's getting your your share of ear and and they put out a controversial comment it wasn't published on their in their report but one of their presenters said that that youtube is the best place to discover podcasts Hmm. but then everybody's like show me the data because iTunes is is number one, Spotify is number two and and they couldn't show the data. It, it's so, so my question is because I burnt out on, on podcasting. I listened to four shows 
that's it. I don't really listen to much anymore. You've always listened to way many more yeah, podcasts I've than I have. I've subscribed right? to like 60 of them or something. Yeah, it's like you just can't listen to it all. So like I do WTF, and then I do uh, Stuff You Should Know, and um, the what's that one about the... Uh, it's about science, really nice uh, modernizing science and stuff. So I want to listen to four podcasts. So how many podcasts do you guys listen to? Like, how many do you subscribe to and listen regularly, like, at least once a week? I'm more on YouTube, actually, listening. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Now, I listen to a lot of podcasts, but also a lot of YouTube. But backtracking a little bit, I'm so sorry, Bob. No, go um, for But it. basically, it's becoming more and more of a common practice for people that have a podcast. They will also record a live show, and they'll put it on YouTube. And that basically just makes sure that their audience is higher. And where a lot of this whole, like, well, YouTube is number one, but where's the data? the podcasters are getting the data because they have all the analytics for who's watching their YouTube channel and who's listening to the podcast, which apps they're getting it from, uh, this, that, or the other. And that's why a lot of podcasters are either putting a still image on YouTube or they're also doing like a show on YouTube and they're calling it a podcast because the audio version of that you can download as Exactly, but, but, but some people are, are recording video shows on YouTube only and are calling it a podcast. And some people are saying, oh, I listen to this sh- like people who are, are not podcasters, but but viewers on YouTube are saying, oh, do you listen to the so-and-so podcast? And then it's like, well, it's not a podcast. Well, but, it's, but you know what, so if you could listen to it, then technically it's a podcast. You could still download a YouTube video, can you not? Yes, yeah, the populace basically changed like you, a Hoover and stuff like that. It's yeah, podcast has become, it yeah. means anything that people like to like, listen really to. Really, we're just getting our, our panties in a twist over semantics. semantics. Well, we're Sem- getting, it, yeah, it, it is semantics, but it's also the actual definition of the word. And it's yeah. and there's a reason why there's definitions, so well, we can all be on the same I think we need to page. loosen the definition to avoid patent trolls. It, it, I think podcast <laughs> needs to become oh, like gender, right? It's very it fluid. But also, as far as the whole corporatization of podcasting, like, it's fine. Like, right now we're in a situation where we have, like, terrestrial television, right? And it's dying on the vine. And then we have all these streaming services that are coming up and this, that, or the other. Is it going to kill traditional TV? No, because there's still enough of an audience for it. Is it smaller? Is it more niche? Yes. And more choice is not a bad thing. Like, if a certain yeah. podcaster makes enough money that they get bought out, and now you have to, like, pay five ninety nine a month to you know, listen to their thing, they've earned that and their audience is willing to pay for it. So that's good. And you can still find content elsewhere. It's not going to kill traditional podcasting. It's no. just there's more choice and there's different ways of monetizing it. And it's very interesting. I definitely, have a question. Definitely not. Can you monetize podcasting? That's the Like YouTube? Reason. That's the big question. So, so yes, you can. And there's different ways of doing it. There's um, Anchor, you know, it's, it was, was purchased by um, Spotify. And it's a free podcast hosting service that you can sign up for. And you can enable monetization, and it's kind of like YouTube, same kind of thing. But the only thing is that, you know, the people who have smaller audiences get like, uh, you know, they get a five cents for five episodes. Like it's no, it's even worse than YouTube. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but um, no, but to, to monetize a podcast that way with ads, you need... You need 50,000 monthly subscribers. And a lot of the YouTube people, didn't we used to just call them vloggers? Yeah, yeah but vlogging's not and, cool anymore. Yeah, and I mean, there's uh, there's Patreon, and, and there are advertisers that, you know, advertise on podcasts and stuff. And once you get above a certain number, you can kind of root some of them out. And a lot of them, even like on their Patreon, they'll be like four hundred dollars. That's my advertising price. So yeah, that's very yeah, interesting. Yeah, Patreon. You, that's a good point because Patreon is is. A really good option for podcasters. Yep. 
the average podcaster, forget it. You're not getting an ad deal. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't even yeah. think about it, but there's, there's, sure. there's, there's about 50 other ways to monetize a podcast. You can yeah. sell your own products. You can sell, uh, you can merchandise. If you want to do like ads, you can do a fit. You can set up affiliate accounts. You're not going to make a lot of money, but you can make a little bit. And you can um, you can create if you have uh, any kind of expertise and you're it's, that's related to the podcast. You can create courses and sell courses. I think for some like podcasters, vloggers, and stuff like that, it's merchandise. I follow uh, Joel and Leah, who are from the UK, London, and they've traveled the states and all over the place, and they sell merchandise. Yep. They got T-shirts and all sorts of shit. Yeah, merchandise is, is good. Uh, some people can does really make that work. Does, does anyone sell beer? Yeah, I know. Eh? I, I don't Bot think you can legally do that. Uh, <laughs> you could probably endorse it. But. Well, that'd be yeah. Didn't, wasn't Okanagan Springs Black Beer like a sponsor kind of of the yeah. podcast? Oh, yeah. Project? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I, I, I have always been curious <laughs> as to how that them. worked. Was there money involved or did they just like... Let you drink the beer. For so, free so, beer. So, so we yeah, did that. We, 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 they were an unofficial sponsor for, yeah. for like years. Yeah. Uh, and we just kept saying they should be a sponsor because we, uh, we promote them so much. And then finally, um, I'm trying, I, well, I was we trying to remember the her name. Meister, right? Yeah. Then, and then we, we uh, chatted with them and they said, oh yeah, yeah we yeah. gave you free beer. Yeah. Actually, the well, bar asked that you, it, it, it was, the yeah, I'm trying to remember the name of the bar manager. Anyone help me out with that? I can't remember her name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bar manager at the bunker, uh, her last name's Riley, I think. Mm. Uh, wow, well, we got half of it. <laughs> but um, I'm trying to remember her well, name. Well, at least we got a last name. Anyways, she, uh, we, 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 Bob arranged for, for our hundredth uh, episode, he arranged for all this um, swag from, mm-hmm. from, so, uh, swag. so he went directly to, to, um, to Okanagan Springs and they delivered all the stuff. Then she came in, the manager, and she saw all the stuff and she called the called her rep and said, What the heck's all this stuff? Why'd you send it? We don't need this. And then they came and took it. <laughs> That's right, yeah. And then we showed up and all the stuff was gone and yeah. then Bob like blew his blew his uh <laughs> his, Yeah, somebody's head got taken off. Bob just flipped out and then she said well, if you wanted to be sponsored by Okanagan Spring, why didn't you just ask me? <laughs> and then after that, they were paying for Bob and my uh, yeah. <laughs> beer tab. They drowned us in beer. For the rest of the bunker show. Oh that, that's God, just so terrible. much beer, though. It's killer. That's okay. We, we had Georgia math. Yeah, Georgia. Yeah, uh, Georgia was um, a very generous bartender. No, we also had our, like our first sponsor. Well, she was also was, drunk um, as fuck. Was it? She was bad at math. <laughs> Yeah, but our, our first corporate sponsor was um, Wix. Wix. Wix.com. Oh, Wix.com. yeah. Yeah. How is Aaron yeah, yeah, doing? Yeah. Eric's in, in uh, Toronto. Toronto is the one person we didn't reach out to. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were amazing. They did the T-shirts, which I still have some. Yeah, me too. I and, still wear it. Uh, I can't remember. We had some money, which we blew on equipment in about a day. <laughs> <laughs> But it helped. Yeah, so so podcasters can monetize uh, just like we did. Uh, we didn't really monetize, but it, it, and any little bit helps. But we had someone in our within our community that decided to. Uh, he had a little bit of a budget for sponsoring local uh, events, and he sponsored the Bunker Project through Wix. And uh, it was great. It was, yeah, he's not with Wix anymore, though. I don't no, think is he? No. no, he started. He was he was doing a. a what is it? A GoFundMe for a game that didn't it didn't uh, an app for gamers it didn't fly app for gamers yeah pretty cool. yeah but didn't take off no 
But it's pretty neat. He's always saying instead of uh, communicating virtually, go out and play a board game and play in person. Great and, way to network. Yeah, yeah. Really good way. And yeah. there's some great gaming bars in this town, like really, really cool. It's uh, Stormcrow. Is like the, they've got like two in Vancouver, maybe three in Vancouver, and now they've got one in Toronto. It's like three different bars in one place. I mean, it's super cool. Oh, it's Stormcrow. It's down the street from work. Yeah, and you go there, and I'll, I'll have a Klingon blood wine. So you can really nerd out. It's, it's wonderful. The only thing I get for podcasting is not monetization of the podcast, but a way to promote products and sell the products through education. And that's started a long, long time ago with a dentist where their biggest, um, the thing that they had to save on was time. So if they mm. had to spend 20 minutes every time somebody asked about a crown or a filling, they could make a podcast about all those subjects and then say, oh, listen to podcast episode three, four, and five, and then get back to me. And then they would come in and say, oh, listen to your podcast. I'd like X. And then in like one minute, he could make, you know, $1,200 sale. Yeah, I remember so, that. that yeah. I can't remember the, the name of that show, but um, uh, he was a dental surgeon. Mm-hmm. And so it was complicated, complicated procedures. Yeah, the restructuring of the jaw. Podcast FAQ. Yeah, exactly. so 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 he so he and he that's just, big right now, he decided corporate. to start that podcast because he was spending forty five minutes per patient saying the same thing over and over again, and so he did a podcast explaining each procedure separately in each individual episode, and then instead of getting on the phone with them for forty five minutes, he'd say, "Okay, uh, listen to this this uh, this file this uh, this episode, and then call me," and then they already knew what they wanted. Yep. So it saved him hours and hours and hours, which yeah. is thousands and thousands of dollars. Yeah. So. yeah. so that's another way to so it's a indirectly monetize a monetize- podcast. Yeah. But the other exactly. thing, too, is that it actually, it, he did it for that reason, but then other people who were interested in, in, um, the, in the procedure yeah. started listening, and then he got new clients from that, too. So. Mm. But is that, a, is, that a, is that really a podcast, or is that just education, or... Or training, or well, something. come on. So, 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 a podcast can be educational. It can be inspirational. It can, it can be entertaining. Drunk Canadian. It can be funny. It can be, it can be anything, right? Absolute utter bullshit like this. I mean, TV. It's just like TV. TV doesn't have to be the the whatever the Housewives or whatever. It can be or YouTube. It can be the Discovery Channel. Well, look at Discovery TLC TV Man. Well, how about talk about the IGTV and all the other networks that are coming from social media that seem to be trying to be something else? IGTV is this Instagram TV. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. They're really pushing it. My headphone, it. I can only hear half of myself. It's very strange. <laughs> Y'all can hear all of me, correct? Yeah. <laughs> all right, I'll try and wing it. IGTV, is that Instagram TV? Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's hard to say because, like, you see a lot of... Oh, my gosh, I can't do this. You see a lot of things, like, crop up. Um, I can only think of the right-wing stuff, like NRA TV, Trump TV, where it's kind of like an internet kind of video kind of nonsense thing. Ben but Shapiro. It's, it's so niche, there's, there's you know, it's hard to say. Like, I've never heard of IGTV, but I've heard of Instagram, so who knows what the future of that is. Well, I think IGTV is really interesting because what they've done is figured out that most of us are, are accessing most of this information on mobile phones and they were one of the first if I remember that decided that the platform would be 
accessible for mobile phones by changing the aspect ratio on it. So while we're used to seeing YouTube in kind of a more passive way, we're much more likely to understand and engage in IGTV because we're used to looking at our phone and talking to our friends in that type of um, ratio. Nice. So what is it? Uh, well, no, not really. <laughs> it's just, it, it's, the thing that I found interesting is, is, uh, with one of my clients, they post a lot of, um, video, YouTube videos and stuff like that, but they found out about this Instagram TV and basically it's an Instagram network. But what was interesting is if you posted a video that was three minutes or less, it would get less, uh, play time because they were promoting the longer shows. So you would do the small one as a promo, but then you would have a longer 5 or 10 or 15 minute video, and that one would get way more play time because Instagram was pushing it more. It's like two months ago, so it might not work anymore, but it was a really, you know, strategically, everybody's trying to go short, but what they should have been doing is going long to get promoted as much as possible in that in that uh, platform so as everything in the internet it's evolving day to day or sometimes minute to minute so it, it's it's very hard to be good at anything it's very very difficult to be good at podcasting or um, search engine optimization or anything like that because it's a moving target and it's always been like that and I don't think it's ever going to change because it's a, it's at the pace of technology Later. and as things evolve and you can do more stuff your website suddenly if everybody, if that becomes a trend, then everybody has to follow that trend. If you're in the marketing game, so for me, my biggest struggle is how to keep abreast of what's happening, like right now, as in what happened today. So tomorrow, when I chat with a client, I'll say, "Oh, and by the way, that thing I said we should really do next week, we didn't decide fast enough. <laughs> so don't worry about it. It's dead." And now this is the next thing. And they go, but, but, but we've just spent a bunch of time and a bunch of meetings making this decision. I said, I know, and you're too slow. So you're either going to have to like, pick up the pace or step away. And it really freaks them out that it's moving that fast. And, and a lot of times they won't believe me. And then six months later, it's like, we're getting no results. And I said, yeah, remember that meeting we had six months ago? It's still happening, guys. You're just six months behind now because I just stopped telling you because it was a waste of my time. Well, that's the problem with technology. I mean, even in the accounting industry, it changes so fucking fast. It's like there's apps coming out constantly of different things and, you know, and trying to keep up and keep the pace and to which ones do we use, which ones don't we use. It, it's insane sometimes. Well, I would say sometimes. I would say daily. Well, da- Yeah. <laughs> But don't, what about people who just focus on one thing and do it really well? And do they need to jump onto every trend? No, nope. I don't think Like so. if you're a really good YouTuber, do you need to branch out and be everywhere? No, because you can branch out within the same medium. Like with YouTube, you can do, let's say you have a, a great show with high production value, blah, blah, blah. It's a 17-minute show. Well, you can do a series of 30 seconds or, uh, or one-minute pieces that promote that particular show or promote the channel. <coughs> and blast those out, and then once you've got the content, then you just utilize it on different formats, like on Instagram, Yeah, and, and also YouTubers, I'd never understood why YouTubers who are putting out all this great content don't also syndicate it on uh, as a podcast. I, I, because 
It takes Podbean. a hell of a lot of work to produce a YouTube video, man. It's yeah, but if you're already doing it, no, but if you've no, already it's, done it, it, it's simple. The money is in YouTube. They're making good, decent money off of YouTube. The money they're going to make off of podcasting, they don't see the value in it because if you have a YouTube channel and you have a Patreon, you're probably doing okay. And so, what's the point in doing a podcast too, where you're making pennies on the dollar? Because, no, because here, can I? Ex- like I'll explain. Thing. I'll explain what the point is because it doesn't. Once you've, once you've done it, once you're, you've published your video, you've already done it. You've done all the hard work. All you do now is you take that video and upload it to another hosting provider like Podbean. They've got but an unlimited you, for tw- for I think it's twenty five bucks well, a month. But they've got an unlimited video hosting plan. But classic SEO formula: if you put the same content up multiple times, you get penalized by Google. no, no. There, there, there's, yeah, there's no penalization yeah. for syndicating podcasts. No, but I mean, if, if you're choosing if, if you're choosing a, a, a trendy topic, then yeah, that the, all of that sort of applies. But if if you're doing something uh, uh, on an educational line, that's that's uh, that has a lot more longevity than than some of the trendier things. So if you if you choose something uh, a longer subject or even a shorter subject, but it's educational, you, you can make that last, and it's gonna it's gonna get a viewership and and last over time. So audio, video podcasting is not nearly as uh, big as audio podcasting. There's not as much of a market for it. But if if you've already created the video and you're doing this on a regular basis and all you have to... I think the only reason a audio podcast goes to video is so they can sell the merch. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, it's, it's like if your passion is podcasting, you're already recording the podcast. So you can get extra money and probably more money through YouTube. But if your passion is making YouTube videos... The average person probably doesn't see yeah. the value in making although, a podcast. It's just extra Although YouTube no, changed, but, it, but, but okay, so YouTube here's changed the but but let's clarify though. And and uh, uh, oh, a couple of years ago, and and you you just can't make the money anymore. Yeah. Podcasting, you but can't make the big money anymore. You can, but you have to be like huge PewDiePie. Yeah, you yeah. you really you really got to work at it. Yeah. The one thing I think people need to think about: where's your audience? If your audience is on YouTube, then that's where you need to be. If your audience is in Instagram, that's where you need to be. If it's podcasting, that's where you need to be. I mean, where is your audience? And if you're doing a lot of just like FAQ type videos, probably Vimeo is just is just as well as like you know for doing that kind of thing that you're just pointing but Vimeo doesn't to. have the same discovery though no, no Vimeo is more if, of a hosting no platform. but if you're just saying to like potential clients or hey watch this video or FAQ videos I mean I think Vimeo is because the problem I had with YouTube and having videos on it is the fucking porn I don't know why but porn attached to my videos and I had to take it's some of based the... on your viewing history that's well, what well you that's know what viewing history <laughs> no, no, that's no. not my Come viewing on. history no, <laughs> no it wasn't that it wasn't that he forgot to tape turn the record button off okay. the camera uh, I, I, and I then he published that. it we need to unpack this a little bit so Randall you make a video okay yeah. and then you press play on the video and now it's pornography like, what's happening well, no, I know we need no. to unpack this so when I upload the video and then people watch it yeah. right like you know how the ads pop up, right? Or it was always like porn-related shit that showed up on my videos for some well, that's reason. Google. Yeah, well, I know it's Google. No, it's, it's because well, your name is crunching. That's why. Well, maybe. Yeah, but number Rand- crunchers. Rand- <laughs> uh, Randall, the the ads that pop up for you are not necessarily the same ads that pop up for you. <laughs> no, the ads that pop up for you are specifically no, even, tailored even to you. Even clients had told me, like, why is all now this porn what, shit showing up on your what videos? What you need to say to your clients is watch less pornography. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's that simple. That's it's easier that, said than that, 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 that simple. Do you have any idea how many... 
Do you have any idea how often YouTube or Facebook tries to sell me cat toys? It's like, like unless you're they a gotta porn. watch less porn. Unless unless you're a porn star, the lube is not a write off. I can just see uh, I can see that him calling up his clients and saying, "Listen, you got a lot. You got to watch less porn." Well, no, it's like, do you understand why adver- how advertising works? Like the porn isn't attached to my video because of my video. It's attached to my video because of your laptop. Oh, I know. Secret is it's still. If you're going to watch porn or anything you don't want other people to attach Private to, browsing. Just, well, basically use the, on, on Chrome. Incognito. Incognito. That's Private what it was browsing. built for, right? So it wouldn't mess up your. If you guys get a chance, you got to Google Mock the Week. Oh. And there's that. a private browsing little thing. Oh, God, it's funny as fuck talking about private browsing. Nice. Okay. okay, I had a, yes, a boring question after all know. of that. <laughs> so it, is YouTube not sort of almost the king of search? Uh, it's number still? two. Okay. Yeah, so, but like I said so, in one podcast episode many moons ago, it is technically the number two search engine, but YouTube results show up in Google. Mm-hmm. And Google results don't show up in YouTube, so it's it's actually pretty. It's you get double bang for your buck by publishing on YouTube. Okay, but if you're going to be discovered, yeah. Uh, so you're the latest. I'm I'm now obsessed with knitting, so we're going to use that. Oh, knitting's big, yep. So, um, any kind of crafts. So there are two or three YouTube channel channels. And all they are is an ad to buy $99.0 worth of yarn, Mm -hmm. like skeins of of custom-designed yarn. Mm -hmm. That's what they are. Um, This cheerful chick shows up, usually it's a chick, shows up and she's knitting away like mad and the scarf that she does or the hat that she does is amazing and then you find out you can't go to Michael's and buy yarn yeah. because all they have is crayon colors and whatever. So, but when we do search, I'm now teaching knitting. <laughs> Shows you how exciting my life is. Um, so I'm looking at YouTube videos because lots of times they want to go home and you know sit there with their iPad and figure out what they're doing wrong. So we've searched and we've found some interesting people. And in fact, I've actually bought yarn online from them because I did that search. And some of this stuff is like two, three years old. I don't even look to see how old the content is because there are some niches that are pretty much timeless and you don't even want to know how much i paid for that damn yarn Uh but if i go to michael's or well you know uh, whatever i you know up and down the sale aisle and figuring out which coupons but from those um youtube videos it's you know damn it i want it look at the person because you want to buy it from the person who uh is made is giving you, providing the, you with the value. The developer. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I'm sure there are other niches that are doing the same thing, and that's pretty much uh, licensed to print money because well, yeah. all you have to do is figure out how you're going to get in 
you know, in uh, search results. And, and connect with the person. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So yeah. you also have to be, you know, cheerful as hell and, uh, you know, all that other stuff. Well, or super grumpy and an asshole or super drunk. Look at the whole thing is, is your audience will find you. Right. Okay, you whatever. You've got to be consistent. But if it's going to be crafts for the most part. Well, a drunk yeah. drunken, drunken <laughs> joke. Drunken the grumpy knitter. <laughs> Swearing as she makes mistakes. <laughs> that would get my attention. No, no, that's me. <laughs> I know. I, I'm saying, uh, yeah, Bonnie, YouTube channel. Yeah, that's, that's the basic you got to get grumpyknitter.com. Yeah. <laughs> and that's like the basic concept behind Patreon anyway. It's just like you're basically going to give yeah. money to people that are providing the content that you like. Yeah. And sometimes they, like for podcasts, they'll have certain podcasts behind a paywall because they know that people that are really engaged will pay for it. Yeah, well, that's what community is yeah. all about, right? Yeah, well, but, there's but, several but, bloggers. But, but podcasters behind, uh, traditionally podcasters that go behind a paywall, it's not their regular episodes. They ha- They do it. Extra episodes. Well, yeah, like they do it specifically episodes. for the Patreon. That's the whole point. Yes, yeah. but they're but a lot of them I find are very specific about what's behind the paywall and what isn't, because certain things that people will want if they're listening to a kind of podcast that's about certain things will go behind the po- paywall. Anyways, I'll stop talking. Yeah, so like a lot of a lot of uh, podcasters they 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 do free content on their podcast feed for like the why you should do something, and then they sell courses on how to do it. So, um, so Just that's a, a, another a strategy. Newsflash here is that grumpyknitter.com is available for Bonnie. So. <laughs> yeah. Grumpy Knitter. Not yeah. <laughs> well, have you ever watched the drunk uh, cook on YouTube about this girl that gets completely yeah. freaking hammered mm-hmm. and like she literally falls over and, and she's like one, two, three bottles of wine and she's completely pissed every single show. Yeah, she's a young girl. It's like, hi, how are you doing? I was like, whoopsie. I'm Where's my eggs? waiting for the Netflix show when it comes out about that. <laughs> yep. The Galloping Gourmet from the 70s. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was good. You get a little sauced. I yep. love that guy. And nobody wants to watch cheerful shows. It's like, that would be hella entertaining. We yeah. can't hear you. Yeah. Sorry. That would be hella entertaining. Get <laughs> it, Bonnie. Right. Yeah. The knit and swear. Knit and swear. Speaking of cool, I saw an amazing outfit of uh, <clears throat> this somebody knit an alien creature for their kid. Yeah, Did I you see that? that? Is that not cool? That. Yep. So, I mean, knitting has been uh, slowly emerging um, as a cool thing to do because of the guys that do um, the graffiti uh, knitting where they go and actually knit a whole street. They go out and, oh. and they did the, the activist knitting where they'll do the trees and the, the parking meters and a car and they'll go out at night and they'll cover a certain part of the town with knitting. And we're, we're talking a lot of work here, but this is going on for like 10 years. So knitting is slowly emerging from the deep, dark side of... of uh, They're doing Africa. a lot of money. They, yeah. Like yeah. In Germany, we have this crochet and oh, uh, knit, uh, knitting channels, and they're doing a hell of money at social media. They have, the, they have groups of like 50,000 joining them. Yeah. yeah? Like I'm in a crochet group. We have 52,000 girls. Yeah, no guys and, and one hundred. I want to join that group. Yeah, that's a costumes is huge too. Crocheting Halloween costumes and stuff yep. like that. That's crocheting like, Halloween costumes. Yes. Yep. Oh my god! Yes. I just had a 
brain fart there. Yeah. <laughs> Quilting is also huge. Yeah. Uh, I know there's a big convention down in Mazatlan, Mexico. They have an international <laughs> quilting conference, like yep. three days in March, you know, every year. I just had a vision of what uh, Bob's uh, next uh, picture series is going to yeah, be. Yeah. Halloween. <laughs> it's going to be all these women with crocheted bikinis. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> the sexy nurse crocheted costume. <laughs> Can I just say, it's been five years. We're officially old. This is like the most boring <laughs> digression <laughs> we've funny. ever had. Like this is a classic digression. We're like, yeah, knitting. Yeah, let's. Yeah, knitting. Knitting is so hot right now. Yeah, but <laughs> well, we did talk did about say, porn. I, so. I did. I did say that it was crocheted bikinis. Yeah, right. yeah. Oh, that's boring. Bikinis. That's boring. Yeah. You can do some pretty awesome crochet. How about those crocheted underwear for men? Remember to see those? It's <laughs> oh, like, holy fuck. God, that, yeah. was that was a bad meme. The crocheted shorts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or was that macrame? <laughs> it might have been macrame. I don't know. It's like, holy fuck. Like, who the hell would wear those? We're crocheting pumpkins this week. Marcel's dying. <laughs> <laughs> Marcel's like, where the fuck did I get to the no, old folks' I, home? I thought if I made the joke, we would like end the digression. No, then it's like, no. No. Dude, dude, we're going to do this for like half an hour. <laughs> yeah. Well, remember we did the chocolate show, Andrew? And we came, so oh, we're going to talk yeah. about your chocolate hey, for Actually, like you know what? You know what? You Marcel, Marcel, uh, at the beginning. No, Marcel, before the uh, episode started, we started recording, Marcel said that... Uh, Everybody should say what their favorite bunker memory was. Oh, and, that's a good And idea. that chocolate one would be one of mine. Yeah. Uh, that one was. It was like forty-five awesome. minutes talking. And about you know what? I should have. I should have. I should have got a clip from that to play it because that it's was hilarious. hilarious. So Tommy was at that one, and um, we freaked out. And I remember. So Bob went and saw this lady. Uh, what was the name of the uh, uh, business? XOXOXO, which yeah, is uh, yeah. chocolate in in uh, Mayan. 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 Yeah, Mayan, Mayan chocolate, oh. and. She, she her chocolate there. was awesome. Yeah, she moved to Yale Town, I yep. think. Yep. And uh, she had the so Bob went breakfast. there and said that we're doing uh-huh. a podcast and blah blah blah. And she gave us like a lot of boxes and boxes of, of this chocolate. This is custom chocolate. It wasn't just like cho- oh here I have it. Oh Henry, it was like all custom. No, yeah, beautiful. So Whoa. so so uh, so we were we were trying all these these different chocolates and one of them was uh, maple syrup bacon chocolate. Oh. Oh, yes 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 yes. And okay, one, was hal- one was a one was a one was a uh, 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 spicy red spicy pepper one and yeah and pepper one. Cayenne and chocolate Orange. is really really good together. Holy shit! I mean the flavors and everything like mixed together was awesome and and just like that episode. If you we go back and listen to it, I can't remember the number. I'll put it in the show notes. But um, the the uh, you, it's just it's just us for an hour going. Oh my god, this is so <laughs> good! It's mm, so weird, unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Holy so Tommy shit! Was the, so Tommy was like the she was like oh so good. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember? I can't remember, oh. but I remember the chocolates. Yeah, yeah, it was that good. Okay, so what was your favorite? Get on the mic. My favorite chocolate? No, 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 no. Your table. You weren't there for that episode. That was an early. That was an early episode. What was your favorite bunker show? All right, I wrote some stuff down. Oh, here goes. Yeah. Oh my God, he made notes. Paragraph three. Just in case we're gonna ask that question. All right, all right. So just in no particular order, and I'll do the Cliff Notes version. <laughs> the, um, ca- the Academy Award goes to myself. Kay. 
Bob's meltdown uh, about moving oh. to Japan. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, moving where? Everybody, when, when Bob, he just went off the deep end about moving to Japan, and everybody was like, oh, this is so dark, this is so dark. And I was like, no, this is engaging, it's fun. Everyone was like, oh, Marcel, no, no yeah, this no. is really dark. Wasn't that when that it was kind the of Van- ended? That was the show that was titled Vancouver is Bullshit? Yeah. Oh, oh right. <laughs> now, on topic with that, um, I do think our uh, there was that book that was published, Social Media is Bullshit, right? Yeah. And, oh, yeah. you know, then there were actual ideas with that book. But what we did is we read the title and we got and really angry. It. No, and no, no. That, that's what you guys did. Bob and I were actually uh, into the book. Yeah, but <laughs> we spent like two episodes pretty much like yelling and screaming about the title of this book, which in retrospect, uh, not a good look. <laughs> yeah, but actually, but then actually we have to. But we the have, title was true. We have to uh, take a step. On, uh, we have to, as you say, unpack this one because the first episode we talked about the book. The second episode we got a big uh, uh, email or, or feedback from the author of the book, mm. oh, right. and uh, and that inflamed Bonnie because he he's, <laughs> because he called out um, was it Brian Solis. Called up Brian Solis oh, as yeah. a as a as a fraud and as a, he's not an influencer and he's a fraud and all this and Bonnie's like. <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> that is great. Yeah. You are very dramatic. Uh, five years removed, fraud or influencer? Brian Solis. Brian Solis. No. Hey, pass the microphone. Pass the microphone. Still an influencer. influencer still. Cool, just got a check. It's been a long time. And we've never heard of that author who's the other, again. Who, who was the I author of that book? Actually, no, I, per, I, I saw him on... Social fa- media is bullshit. Uh, oh, uh, well, the last time I heard from him before, uh, just recently, was he was uh, going back to school to be to be a college youth counselor. I rest Actually, yeah, I know, that pretty much wait, says it all. Actually, actually, he's actually making a comic book about a female superhero. His name was BJ Mendelson. He's still my friend on Twitter and uh, yeah, me Facebook. Too. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I still, yeah. I still. So it's cool, quite funny. He posts a lot of interesting stuff on Instagram too. Never trust somebody with the initials. Well, first BJ. of all, first of all, he's a huge, he's a huge uh, pro wrestling fan. Oh yeah, wrestling too. He does some uh, wrestling. And he's podcasts, a, he's a so. comic. He's a comic too. So like, you have to take everything he says. You know, it's oh, bullshit. Yeah. With a word. Uh, we had a word. comic once, did we? Yeah, we had yeah, a guy that was a comic, yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah. Oh, yeah, we had a comic. I wasn't here for that episode. I was in... Um, I was in... Uh, I was in... I was in, I was in hey, Marcel? Cool. And that's kind of why I found it funny, because this is a guy with, like, you know, he's got a sense of humor, and we were being very unironic about how angry we were with him. Um, okay, one more. Uh, when Matt Astafan came on the show, and he brought a friend, and his friend was this uh, uh, lawyer guy who was uh, wearing the brightest Andre. suit. Oh, Andre, yeah. Suit, like, pretty much oh, Andre, the trademark guy. Solid Goodman, yeah. but real. And it's like this Matt Astafan fellow, he's got all these followers on social media, we got to take him so seriously. And the one friend he brings is like... The, the shammiest looking lawyer that I've ever seen in my life. It's like someone out of TV and it was hilarious. And I, I think I got, I got more of a kick yeah. out of it than me, than anyone else. But. No, yeah, he yeah, was, that's he was Andrew, the trademark lawyer. He, yeah, he, he specializes in trademarks. Oh God, he's still a thing. Is he going to oh, be yeah. mad at me? Oh, he's going to sue no, me. He's not no, he's he stepped away from being a lawyer. I mean, interesting suit. He still does trademarks. Yeah, I know, but he's yeah. just automated it. Yeah, 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 he's he's got a company. He's not a lawyer anymore, but he does. Um, he does. He's got trade. The company's trademark. Factor. Is Matt Astafan still around? Oh yeah, really? Sure. Talk about fraud. <laughs> <laughs> Should I edit that out? Did I say uh, that out loud? Matt Randall, he's got oh, a good lawyer, so you got to watch out. Yeah, <laughs> well, a trademark lawyer. Mar- Margaret would agree with me on that one. All right, I got one more. It's the last one. 
Um, and this is slightly more serious, but like honestly, my favorite thing about the bunker was just the the tiny little community that you know it engendered. And it was fun to like show off early and drink and eat and be merry. It was fun to say after the show and drink and eat and be merry. And there was like a good period of time where like we were all bros and it was super cool. Yeah. It's always nice to meet other Aww, crazy people. We, we, yeah. we love you too, Marcel. It was good times. And, uh, you know, it usually ended at my house if it was a really good bunker show because we drank way too much and then we drink way too much later. So. But it was always informational. Especially when you can drink eight beers and pay for three. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who's got a, who's got a favorite show? I, I got a couple. Okay. So uh, a couple for me is once I came in costume because it was Halloween. I think I, I, remember, I yeah. scared Astrid because I was that dark lord, and she didn't know who I was. For I didn't tell her for the whole show, and then she didn't know. But she finally, for her, we we finally let her in at the end. As soon as you said, "I'm Paul DeRocco. Yeah, I guess you got that after <laughs> I introduced myself. The second one was when I got out of Bonnie her secret to get Twitter followers. It took uh, years, and then. I kept asking because I was on Twitter, and then she finally gave it gave it up in one of our episodes. Which I don't remember the number, but yeah, to, but she gave it up to... a lot of times after that. Oh, <laughs> it was the uh, once once she gave it up, it, it, it came out in a lot of episodes. It was, of course, buying Russian robots. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what it was. Yes, and I was ahead of my time. <laughs> she knew Vlad before anybody else did. <laughs> Okay, what's another episode everybody loved? Well, I'm going to um, think back to probably the first episode of The Bunker Project for me, and that's when I think James brought the social media club there. We had oh, been God, told yeah. we would basically just watch what was going on with these beautiful, beautiful seats set just to the back. But no, 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 not at The Bunker Project. I think you put that mic in front of every single one, including the ones that were trying to hide under the chair. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that that was that. one of, uh, at that time, that was our record attendance. It was like 22 people? 26. 20 people? 26 people were there. Yeah. And, and we um, all Yeah, that was a good... Fuck uh, do you remember that? No, and, and that was my first show, and I didn't really know what it was. So I was just like, oh, wow, these guys run a real thing? This is amazing. <laughs> and then I showed up the next week, and I was like, oh, oh, it's just, a, it's just, it's just these people. Yeah, all those other people were just kind of dropped? Okay. You know what I remember most? Is remember when Marcel first joined, and he was very shy and very quiet? quiet. But then he'd start coming out with these little witty quips. Oh, and yeah. now, it's like, can't get him to shut up. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I no, love that's it. just what happens when you get to know me. Yeah, it it took a while for the microphone to get to know me, and now it's just, I'm sorry, it's mine. <laughs> he was great as a co-host. Yeah, he, he was. He wound up and say, okay. No, it I was funny because I used to work with Marcel at uh, um, Tech Mobility, and then that's, that's how he uh, got into the bunker, and then uh, he started, just like Margaret said, he was kind of mic shy, and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden he's got his own podcast with Bob. That's like a lot of us, introverted yeah. extroverts, right? So I, I got a favorite show if anybody wants to hear. Yeah, we want to hear. <laughs> well, I don't know if it's my favorite, but it's definitely the one that kind of encapsulates exactly what we we're trying oh, to I do. Oh, I know which one it was. It was the one where I had the big eyebrows. Let him <laughs> you always have big eyebrows. Well, he always had big eyebrows. But the one that was really interesting was when the riot of the Stanley Cup happened and we were actually doing the show. Okay. Yeah. That that was, was, yeah, and then the bartender came in and said the police. Yeah, we couldn't go outside. We were locked in. So yeah, so I was walking. Oh, wow. I walked. Uh, we packed everything up, and I was walking back uh, with with Eric, and Eric's from Israel, right? 
and so we're walking along and and um there's like a couple overthrown cars and the and the police are wearing uh riot gear, riot gear and gas masks and there's all these people Bob was taking like pictures. idiots and um and there's smoke everywhere and it looks it literally looked like a war zone and i turned to eric and i said wow this it's like a war zone and he just laughed and he said that's cute because <laughs> he's from israel so he's well, he like know what, what a war zone fuck was. you know about a war zone <laughs> this isn't a war zone. i forgot about that and then Bob went, Bob left the, the, the that episode and he went around and filmed this awesome video about uh, yeah all the carnage that happened that. and it was a really, it, he had this really cool soundtrack on the back and it was it was good it was yeah it intense. was a pretty interesting show especially because we had like text okay, messages coming in show. actually remember that show we did when we when we went to the uh, I mean the social media club came to the bunker but remember when we went to them. The social media club, yeah. We went to them at the uh, on Granville Street. What was that? Oh, bar? in that club. In the bar, the, in the bar. Uh, and uh, we were there with Bosco and that. Uh, and oh, I think uh, I was there with Bosco too. The social media. No, Bosco. Yeah, it was a social the media club meetup. Oh, the bar. Because um, oh. I met oh, the New Orleans themed one. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. It was a New Orleans themed bar. It's now a strip club called the Vancouver. Ah, so it's, it's <laughs> there's a new strip club in Vancouver. I thought they were shutting them all down. Uh, well. hmm. That's kind of old school. Strip mm-hmm. I'm sure. I'm sure. Somebody must have started a good podcast. <laughs> Maybe. Anyways, that yeah, awesome that, that was that, that was a good episode because we were upstairs in the balcony there, yep. and we had we uh, had the mixer and everything, and then Margaret and Bonnie and uh, James, I think, was yep. in on a panel. Yep. yep. And we recorded the whole, uh, We the, the DJ fed his uh, audio into our mixer, and we recorded that, and we had, in between, we had interviews of people uh, that would come up and get on the show and stuff like that. It was pretty cool. It was pretty ambitious. Yeah, I remember that one. That was really good. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. It James, seemed like uh, all all the shows were relatively the same to me because I always did them at home. <laughs> well, no, at, at first, at first, you uh, you showed up. You were showing up for a while. Oh yeah, I I did show up for the first couple. Yeah, and, uh, you were and you then... were you were you were, you came for about I think seven or eight episodes, and then all of a sudden you saw yeah, a couple. Yeah. You saw you saw uh, Craig Craig Griffiths from Australia. That's yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You saw him on a Google Hangout, and you're you're you were like. Well, wait why a minute. The hell can uh, I do here. Why can't I Twasin do that? is almost as far away as Australia. Ken was like, I want to be an agrophobe now. Yeah, really. But Ken, so, uh, some of the best parts of the bunker were the after bunker. Yeah. yeah Which? That's true. After yeah, but he had his own after bunker. Well, remember that time we were doing... We went to bed. <laughs> <laughs> well, we did, we had, all our Google Hangouts were open, and we had a bunch of... We had some people from Japan pop in. Right. That was a crazy one because Bob was talking in Japanese half the episode. Oh, yeah. And I only know like three sentences, so I was just like... I know Konnichiwa. Yeah. (laughs) Not even close. No, I know. (laughs) It's kind of what I know. (laughs) Okay. Any other favorite podcast uh, shows? Ken? Where was that one with that uh, the hot muscular guy from the states? Oh, oh yeah, yes. that was so awesome. Margaret, okay, here, here, okay, oh, yeah. okay. So the there's a backstory on that one. So, so I was taking the SkyTrain to work, and I'm I'm uh, I'm sitting in the SkyTrain, and I'm listening to the Art of Podcasting, which was a podcast that was at that time still running uh, episodes. And so the guy's talking, and he's like. 
Yeah, and he's got the, he's got a radio voice, and he's like, "Yeah, I'd like to give a big shout out to the to the boys at the Bunker Project. This is a show. It's a really interesting concept. They have a physical meetup where people come into the show and or come in and every week, and they they sit down and they drink beer and they do a podcast. And I think this it's an incredible concept, and I think we're going to see more of that in the future. And blah blah blah. So big shout out to Andrew and Bob and everybody at the Bunker Project. And then and then uh, so I I'm sitting there like. Because <laughs> this is a podcast I listen to, and all of a sudden he's talking about us. And then, so I contacted him and I said, "Hey, if you're ever up here, come, uh, come, come join us." And he said, "I will." And then he came, and uh, so he came he and he did a couple. Mic. He brought his own mic, and actually, um, he brought his own RE320, and he heard from listening to the podcast that I'm, I, I was uh, wanting to buy the Heil PR40. Yeah. So he brought his spare Heil PR40 for me to try out. And so I did, uh, and I, then I ordered it through his affiliate link, <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah. Yeah, Bonnie and I were fangirling over his butt. <laughs> and then there was the DJ, uh, um, Chad, the DJ. Oh, oh, yes. DJ Lefty. DJ Lefty, yeah, because he's deaf in one ear. That's what it's called. He's deaf in his left ear. <clears throat> so, uh, and he came on one uh, episode. Bob wasn't there for that one. And he brought all his gear and he plugged it in the mixer and he did his he did his oh, yeah, uh, he did DJing. The, yeah, I remember that. He, he did his, just a quiet. You were you were uh, you were um, at home from that. You were on a hangout for that, that one. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so Very he cool. came on, yeah, and. Uh, did you lock her in? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We're locked in here. We can't get out unless no, no, Bob lets us out. out so that was a good episode too. It's gonna be a sauce episode now. Oh. Do you want to play and, a game? Uh, Bonnie, what's your favorite episode? All of them. All of them? <laughs> yeah. So the first no. episode Bonnie came to, we weren't even at the bunker, right? No, we, we weren't. We were, we're at the St. The... Regis yep. when, when you came. Oh, I remember that place. Yeah. So, uh, and then... I, and I don't remember that that ep- episode. Yeah, but that, I would, do. that episode, Alan Knight was there. I remember that. Yep. <laughs> and... Um, you. There was yeah. a few other pe- there was a few other new people there too, but I remember that was I knew you from, from before because you were at the podcasting. Um, I right, met you yes. at Scott Patton's podcasting boot camp in New West ages ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, uh, so then you were there for that, and then I don't think you missed an episode. <laughs> no, I think it was pretty much addicted. I learned about it from actually from Eric's Wix meetup. Oh, that's how I found out about it. And I think you were there as well. And we got talking about it and they came and remember the first time we were, they were setting up and they were doing something. I was goofing around and Bonnie's like, insurance people have a sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Cause Bob and I came to, uh, the Wix meetup and we did a, a, a podcast on, on, uh, on podcasting, podcasting one one See, and I got it. I learned about it from Margaret from the yeah. meetup that you used to do in New West. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. That's how I found out about Bunker Bunker Project as well through a meetup. Oh, I found out about it by Andrew telling me to come to the Bunker Project uh, every day for about six months. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and finally he came. Finally, I think Bob invited. Then we couldn't get rid of him after that. So it's his fault. Sometimes it's hard to get rid of any of us. Isn't I it? apologize. Not. No. This is the best fun I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> it was always great. Whatever I went. How many meetups have you been to where five years later you can get together and have a good turnout and really we basically have picked up where we left off? Yep. 
that's about it, except for the no. knitting thing. But other than oh, that, <laughs> yeah. Well, not all of us can be as cool as you, Bonnie. Oh. Well, I don't really. Yeah. Do you have 130,000 stitches? <laughs> no. No. Oh. I was I was really hoping Andrew was going to be able to say that he had the analytics of the most listened to bunker project oh, yeah. episode, oh, yeah. but, but I, I doubt I, it. I I can get that, but, um, <laughs> I, but I still sure. think uh, we are bunker bitches is a pretty funny episode. Oh, uh, yeah. uh, or any of the well, like one of my favorite episodes is when Andrew and let me co-host with Bob without Bob being there. And I did right. an impression of Bob, and I don't know if Bob ever heard the episode where I did an impression of him at the start of the show. Because you had, like, nasal surgery or something <laughs> before that episode, Bob. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I was like, this is Bob Garlic here, and welcome to the Bunker Project. And I think I talked like that for, like, 20 minutes till my voice wouldn't do it anymore. And, uh, and you know, it was a labor of love. You also did the Kermit the Frog, which was great. Kermit the Frog, Yeah. I like I like phoning in for uh, from Maui for the Santa Claus episode for Astrid, but I don't think she's in the room right now. But yeah, she's, yeah, she's, here. Here. she's here. That was that was pretty funny as well. That was a pretty good episode for Kermit the Frog or Cookie Monster. Um, I also liked any episode with Gaming with James. But oh, hey, speaking of Gaming with James, oh, Gaming with James. Oh my god. All right. What's... Five years later. Holy shit. So, what's new with games, James? Oh my god. What has happened to games? Games are so broken now. We have these things called loot boxes. There's nobody buying physical copies anymore. Uh, gaming has completely turned a corner. And you know what? We talked about this over six years ago and we saw it coming. So, if you were listening six years ago, you're probably making lots of money right now. And I should have listened to my own advice. But uh, other than that, Mario Kart just came out, and it did 90 million downloads <gasps> in the first day. Holy oh, smokes. Hey, yeah, I, so I, I, saw, I saw there was a new uh, kind of a uh, uh, throwback to the Commodore 64, mm-hmm. the C64. And it, yeah. looks, it looks just like it, and it's got preloaded all the games. It does. We're in the age of retro where there's uh, you can get the old classic Nintendo, the Super Nintendo, a Sega Genesis. I almost want to uh, buy that one. That that was my first computer, and and I and I saw that Attack of the Mutant Camels is included. Yeah, it's hilarious how the old stuff has all become new again. It's like we don't want to make anything new. You know how much time I spent playing Attack of the Mutant Camels? How much time, Andrew? It was almost as much time as it took for the tape to load the game. <laughs> what's a tape? Yeah, what's a tape? <laughs> I had a Commodore 64 before there was the floppy drive. Or, oh, God. Or maybe we just Yeah, I used to load them. programs with a, with a tape as with well. With a tape player. So I had I had the Tack of Mutant Cannons Camels on cassette, and I would <laughs> put it in there, and then there would just be this, this little screen with this progress bar, and it would take like half an hour to load the game. Yeah. And it only had two colors. <laughs> right? Yeah, and then Star Wars ripped it off by making turning it into the AT-AT game. That's pretty amazing. Um, yeah, so we, yeah, you've got those old consoles coming out. We've got uh, Fortnite, which is a big deal. 
16-year-old uh, winning $3 million playing Fortnite? Yeah, I mean, like, who would have thought video games being able to make you money for playing them? Well, actually, we did. If you listen to our old episodes, we did claim that was going to happen. It's kind of funny so. the way the, the, the guys that like watching football going, what the hell are these people doing watching people playing a game? It's like, um, uh, you want to listen to what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> Angry Birds has had two movies since the Bunker Project has, oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> has left. Uh, one of the top movies of last year was Detective Pikachu. Oh, God, uh, yeah. That's because of Ryan Reynolds, though. And Randall was the first in line to see it in Canada. <laughs> Not um, really. No. I've watched it on, I think it's on Netflix. It, it sh- I think it, it was. It should be. No, I, I watched it somewhere, I don't know. Oh, I, I streamed it. But but gaming has definitely taken over the world. Uh, so is so if little kids play games, does it like fry their brain? What was that? Little kids. Little kids playing games. Does it fry their brain? I don't know, man. You look at the cognitive abilities of these like young people playing esports and stuff. It's nuts. Like I like man, the coordination with their brains and their hands and their eyes and shit. I can't do that shit. None of us can do that shit. So, like, I don't think it scrambles brains. It teaches shit, like, how to hit buttons real fast, like. Well, actually, uh, there was an interesting um, study that was done recently that said that 85% of doctors that performed uh, virtual surgery before actually doing their practicums in actual performance were actually better at the surgery than Oh, yeah, the sure. people that just use it from the books. So um, I think we're going to see a lot more AR and so VR stuff that so will kinda lead like, to... it's kind of like visualization, but instead well, of just visualizing, you're actually... Yeah, they're actually going through it. There's a There was a game called... Uh, Without Killing Somebody. X, and it's really good, and you can play it on your mobile phone, and it's inoculating somebody in the, in the chest cavity for a tube. Um well, and you airline. can earn credits for it for for playing a game. So I mean, you look at airlines; they've been doing simulations for like since the seventies to train pilots. So I mean, it makes sense for doctors and all sorts of stuff to do simulations. I mean, it's yeah. better it's better to kill a simulated patient than a real one. <laughs> it's also cheaper, yeah, way cheap. No lawsuits, at least. A simulated patient yeah. than a real one. Cool. And what about VR games? Uh, it's amazing. Uh, they just said that uh, Beat Saber has become the first platinum-selling VR game, uh, which is uh, quite a... Facebook just announced that they're going to do Facebook Horizon. Cool. cool. Which is? Uh, it's going to be a virtual reality world where you can take your Facebook avatar into and play video games uh, in VR with their Oculus system. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, it could be out in 2020. Uh, we've got HoloLens coming up now, and uh, uh, the Vive itself is uh, going to have hand tracking in the next year, so you won't even have to use those weird VR controllers anymore, and it's also going to be no longer tethered. So, uh, yeah, we're getting pretty close here to, you know. I would think that like a game like Halo would be a perfect VR game, wouldn't it? Well, I, I mean, it, in a sense, we did make a, a shooting game in VR, and there were quite a few things that I learned just from making that game that I think that we'll see in the future that we'll get better at. Um, 
movement still in VR is still tough with people's uh, brain, uh, which can cause motion sickness and things like that. But as we get more exposed to it and spending longer times, it, it feels better and might be good. Are we going to have people just walk around with these headsets on, bumping into us? On the, it's bad enough on the streets where cell phones. <laughs> well, I, I think that we'll have augmented reality kicking in, and I think there will be some stuff. And I think there's actually going to be a big divide between people that are heavily into the technology and people that will be against the technology. I think, um, I think we're starting to see that with the social media aspect and and people deleting their Facebook accounts and wanting to delete all their, you know, Google today just announced they have a self-destruct button for your data after you pass on or whenever you want to push it now. So, you know, there we might have people walking around with VR headsets, but they'll be able to see us. They won't. They'll be augmented. Like so, a hot display. Now, uh, hmm. James, I would like a hot take on my favorite game, Yahtzee. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Yahtzee is a pretty sweet game. It's always going to be a sweet game. Uh, I don't like Yahtzee World Tour. I feel it's very random, and I don't enjoy it. Uh, so up yours, Milton or Hasbro. Uh, Milton Bradley? Is that who you're thinking? Well, Milton Bradley, I guess. Yeah, I guess that is the original parent company, but I guess Hasbro owns it now. But I think so. Um, I actually did try to get a job with the company making Yahtzee the mobile game, but they passed on me because they didn't think I was cool enough. So you missed out, bud. You hey, gotta, you gotta you be forgot, super cool to be Yahtzee. You forgot to yeah. put, you well, forgot to put the to bunker project on, like, on your resume, James. <laughs> well, apparently, like, on the bunker project, anytime I mouth off a video game company, they hire me. So screw you, EA. Screw you, Ubisoft. <laughs> You, mouth, you, mouth you did say that out loud, you know. Yeah, I did say that out loud, but it's funny, Ken, because if you go back and listen, I was mouthing off about Zynga, <laughs> and I got hired to go to work in India working for Zynga. So how funny is that? Somebody was listening to us at some point. So I, They probably you know, figure, well, if he's brave enough to like tell us to fuck off, he must be worth hiring. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, it was kind of funny too. Like, like everybody hates on EA these days. It was, it's like the biggest thing to kick them when they're down. And like, I, I can't believe how video game, well, not maybe video game players, but just, just public in general. It seems like we just want to smash on whatever we don't like these days. And I think that what Andrew was talking about earlier about making more positivity in the world might be a good thing. Um, just because I disagree with you or I don't like what's going on doesn't mean that I have to hate on you and it doesn't mean that we have to hate on that in particular like it but it's, it's quite, the easy thing to do right it's the easy thing yeah to do. we can have a debate we can discuss we can have different opinions but we don't have to say like you're the worst person in the world and I hope you die in a fire we can um, agree to disagree but we're trying to make respectful. entertainment yeah, and in, in video games and movies and stuff, we're just trying to create entertainment. And if you don't like the entertainment, you don't have to buy it. You just well, kind of just. I think that's the problem today. Is like instead of to, like people like okay, you don't like it, just scroll the fuck past it, ignore it. Who cares? It's yeah. Like, I mean, like, there are things we. But some people thrive on. Yeah, well, they do. Right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, what I find interesting is whenever there's two sides of the coin these days, it's always like, you're on that side, I hate you. You're on that side, I hate you. And there's all these people commenting like, oh, go kill yourself, die in a fire. But it's like, <laughs> how come none of the people that are commenting have any consequences? So it's like the people that say, you know, butter their bread wrong on a YouTube video and make everybody angry, that's fine. But the people that go in the comment section and say, you should kill yourself because I prefer crunchy peanut butter, that's okay. Like, I don't, I don't understand. That is all. Right. Yeah, no, I, I haven't heard that in a long time. <laughs> but then, but then people get people get banned from from YouTube for for saying uh, anything, saying nasty things. Learn to code. But, Hashtag learn to code. And yeah. Banned. Well, I think the I think one thing too is like you know it's it's the I think we need to be learn more to, to agree to disagree. It's like I don't like what you're saying, and I don't think you should say it. But at the same time, it's like you can say it. But, you know, everybody talks about free speech and goes on and on and on about free. Well, it's free speech. It's free speech. Well, yeah, it's free speech. You can say what you want. There's still consequences, right? Yeah, you'll get you punched know. in the face. It's fine. Well, that's, you, know? well you can't but, say, you know, you can't call a black person the N-word. It's like there's consequences for saying that. There's consequences for all sorts of things. And that's the whole problem is that, you know. But there's a difference between having an opinion and ha- and then hate speech and whatnot, right? Well, I think it all needs to be respect, but also too, too often when it becomes to uh, abusive comments, misogynistic comments, racist comments, hater comments, sometimes it it needs to be, okay, that's not cool. You don't get nasty with them, but I think if you don't say something, then you condone the behavior. Yeah. So I think we need to call them out uh, diplomatically, it's like, yeah, that's that's not cool. That's not that you know, that's not. But where's the line though? Because sometimes comedians say things that are they're, they're <laughs> well, trying okay, to be okay. funny. Comedians, comedians are trying to instigate. No, I'm not talking about comedians. I'm talking about if but someone what? says, you know, you know, it's like a very misogynistic point about something. It's like, okay, that's not that's not right. Like you know, yeah. or or like the old white politicians calling out Greta. And calling yeah, her a little spoiled exactly. brat. I was like, wondering if she was going to come up in this episode. It's like, you know, it's like, you know, <laughs> be respectful. Or the complete fucking ass who said, well, if she's old enough to make this comment, she's old enough to be raped. Like, what well, yeah, the fuck? Yeah. I like, I like, uh, I like how she she took Trump's tweet and made it her, her yep. profile. How about Putin? She took Putin's yep. tweet and turned it, it into her bio profile. That was hilarious. I mean. Huh? No, she did it with Putin, and, too. Um, yeah. Well, do you think that, that she really, it's her, th- or she's got a handler or somebody doing it for her? You see, I, think, I, I don't I think it's find her partial. genuine. Yeah, I think she it's might. her, and it's also probably a bit of a handling. She started out but I think, herself, and she was the only person that did it. Yeah. That was her. Give her the mic. Yeah, last year she was the only student that did this. She started this. This is this is her fight. I mean, she's got parents that are obviously going to approve and let her travel. This is her message. This has been passionate from her from over a year ago. So you know, it's like of her, just her alone. Yeah, just her. Yeah, just her alone was was protesting last year, and it's turned into this. And I think it's awesome that she has the uh, the the guts. And the audacity to call them out on their bullshit and say, "Yeah, how dare you?" Yeah, and if and if you have a dis, if you disagree with 
whatever exactly. you can yeah. say well here's why i think the science is wrong or whatever yeah. if you want to take the three percent side when, when you start dissing her personally you've lost the argument you have no argument against what she's saying that's part of the problem well, because that's all you have left that's all you that's have right. left it's like so they start dissing her and calling her mentally ill and all this kind of stuff and it's like okay they, they criticize her for having alzburgers and she yeah, said, no, that's my, yeah that's my uh that's super my superpower. that's her superpower and it's like yeah okay Okay, maybe you can disagree with the science. You can disagree with other things if you have opposite opinions. But the moment you start trashing somebody personally, personally, you are just a fucked up twat. I'm sorry, but you are. Like, you have no argument. Your argument is just mute now. It's like you need to... What it's like anything, it, like you know, you you can hate your dolls all much as you want, but why do you hate him? But you know? aren't a lot of those trolls... But they're trolls. I mean, they're they, Russian they trolls. They aren't even. They aren't Not even, even Russian people. trolls. Just yeah. Well, trolls well, and Russian trolls, Chinese trolls. Like there's yeah, so many. Okay, bot. but they're not people. They're some machine. The, inter- yeah. the interesting thing is well, when the blackface came on. I'm going to go there, but it was like the only people that were promoting it on my YouTube channel, or I mean, sorry, on my Facebook page, were the news feeds. Yep. No people yep. I knew were promoting that. That's right. It was over only the over. news feed. Only the news feed. Yeah, and the first time I saw it, like with the brown face, and he was dressed as an, and like, I don't understand what the big deal is. Like when we were kids, there were a lot of my friends dressed up as Native Americans mm. and the headgear and all that. And I know that's disrespectful now, but back then it wasn't. Well, and, cowboys uh, and Indians, how many of us played yeah. that? Oh, well, so you, you didn't know any better, though. That was the difference. It was the educational well, is it? aspect. Is it? Or, or, or they, what about what about cop people that dress up as police officers now? Is that disrespecting police uh, officers? Yeah, I've dressed up as a pirate last year. Was that appropriation? Anyway. How about but, the sexy nurse? Is uh, that, that's, that's, disrespectful? that's disrespectful, I think. But anyway, but interestingly enough, so a co-worker I work with, her husband's Irish. So he was new to Canada a few years ago and uh, showed up at work on Halloween wearing blackface because in Ireland it's not a big deal. Right. <laughs> he he learned, yeah, you know, do that in Canada. But it's funny when they were out and there was another Irish guy also in blackface. He goes, yeah, it's not a good, yeah, I found that out too. But in Ireland, not a big deal. So, you know, it's like they didn't do it as a disrespect. It was just as a costume. But most of social media these days isn't um, ordinary people no. who are um, who who are um, putting forth their own views or if they are you've been bombarded for the last two days or two weeks by what you, someone wants you to think and it's very very difficult to figure out if that's your thought did you arrive there or is someone putting something in In your head into your head i mean yeah uh, so or um individual thought is is difficult so what are you supposed to do you're supposed to ignore all news media and social media or um, or get, dig in there and try to, to find dig. out. You, I I don't agree that turning off Facebook and Twitter and all of that because you never you wouldn't know what's 
going on? Well, it's like all these people like banning all these people from Twitter and social media and stuff like that. Don't ban them because they've shown who they really are. We need to know who they really are because if they if we ban them, they're going to hide. But if they're again, a troll, well, well that's that's, troll, that's, ten, that's one ten thing. more trolls show but, up. So there are a lot but, of people that that are that are trolls, and it's it's they're real people that are trolls that are just trying to inflame other people, right? Uh, and then there's other people who are pushing agendas, agendas, and and then there's people who flash mob to get people banned yeah. uh, because they don't like what they're saying. So they they flag their account and. And that's been happening too. So on that topic, though, has anyone actually heard um, Instagram is actually implementing or at least they're testing this thing called Restrict, which is a way that you can actually deal with the trolls that are out there on your accounts by simply, I think, swiping left or something close to that. I'd have to double check the article. Um, they're you're going to give the control to the Instagram user, which will basically make sure that that troll um, is secretly kept away from that account and you can bring them back in very similar to, to things we've already seen on Facebook and such. But I think it's really interesting that the platforms themselves are recognizing how a troll can influence individuals and how to shut them up. So it's almost like instead of like, you don't like somebody, so you block them, right? This kind of sounds like an opposite block where it's like, I don't like you, so you don't get to see me. No, in, in this case, um, it's, it's similar. It's similar. So basically... It's pretty simple. If somebody is trolling one of your posts, all you can do is keep that comment from showing up so everyone can't see it. It's, we've seen it tons of times before. But the thing that I think is most interesting is the platforms themselves are giving more tools to people to deal with these yes. things the way they feel that they need to. Didn't you? Didn't YouTube have a... You, with YouTube, you could... I, I don't do much YouTubing, but um, couldn't you... F- uh, block someone from commenting yes. on the YouTube channel, but they didn't know they were blocked. Yep. So they could keep commenting, but they didn't know that nobody was seeing the comment. Would, so when they went on YouTube, would they see their comment, but nobody else yes. would? Yeah. Well, that's smart. Yeah. So so yeah. then they keep seeing their comment, and they, so they keep doing it, but nobody, nobody else is seeing it. That's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, otherwise they just get inflamed. <laughs> well, and and generate three more um, accounts. To, yeah, because yeah. I, I mean, trolls. It's unbelievable the, the you know the crap that they spew in some of the live, um, the live sessions. They got nothing to do with anything. It's well, and, and the people just that comment, to... and it's like, okay, this is irrelevant to what this post is about. Why the fuck are you commenting about that? But, yeah, but you by know? the time you do that, there's nine others. So oh, if yeah. you don't have an admin. Or two or three admins, depending on how uh, popular your YouTube Live is. If you don't have them there working on it all the time, then the, either you either shut off comments, which um, that's the reason that you're there is to um, be able to engage with with uh, people that are there, um, you know, your fans. So you either turn it off or you have two or three people who are fighting against these trolls all the time. Yeah. And I mean, I, that wouldn't be a very nice job. I don't know that I, I would, <laughs> I'd want a lot, a lot I of think money for that. <laughs> Facebook and all these need to kind of add a fuck you 
you know, like uh, instead of a like, instead of a like, it's like fuck you. <laughs> but okay, but it's, if it's you're the on thumbs down, Randall, <laughs> right? But if you're on one of these, that's not YouTube that's not strong enough. Live and there's quite a f- you know thousands of people watching watching yeah. it. By the time you get a thought starting in your head, it's like forty comments back. Yeah, true. There's no way that as anything other than a, like a super administrator that you can respond. Plus the other thing, they're probably not even a real person. It's some sort of you you almost, know, machine generated shit. You almost need a bot to watch the bots. It's like well, <laughs> you know or to watch the comments. I usually don't bother. I just turn I, the I think comments the whole, off if I'm... I think the problem with a lot of it is that we just have gotten this, like, I'm offended culture. And it's like, so? You're offended. Like, don't watch it. Don't, you know, like, don't worry about it. Like, there's some things that's like, yes, that needs to be reported. And, you know, when somebody's threatened to, you know, you should go kill yourself or something like that. Or threatening to kill somebody. But there's a, there does get to a point where it's just like, oh, like... Just ignore but it. How, okay, so you're watching something, uh, Facebook Live. You're watching something that is of interest to you. Let's mm-hmm. just say it was uh, uh, having to do with Canadian politics. And you want to have a conversation about it. Oh, yeah. You can't have any kind of reasonable conversation with someone when some troll is just spewing shit. At, at two or three times, you can't even find the person that you wanted to have to reply to yeah. with not even bad interaction, uh, something agree or they spark something that makes you think and and uh, want to put out a comment. No, when it's live, it's kind of hard to do that, right? Because it's live. I, and I it's- did. I did comment on on something and and uh, a couple of times and it started a conversation, and and a troll came by and decided to go to my profile and and picked up a whole bunch of different things off my profile and started insulting me with those. Wow. I mean, uh, I mean, how can you get away from that? Finally, I just said screw it and I, I deleted everything I I put on yep. the post. Hmm. So you deleted you deleted your whole conversation, yeah. And that's what they tried because it it just uh, this this troll just kept hammering me with with uh, all these shaming things, Um, uh, and and it was just it wasn't worth continuing the conversation. Yeah. No, sometimes it does end up like that, right? Because there's some of these people that are just like, oh my god, you like you are so fucked up mentally that that it's no point in talking to you. Like that's that's what happens with social media. I think now is that it's just not worth the conversation sometimes with some of these people. I mean, I have I people that have, have friends on Facebook, and I, I follow them now just so I can report their posts, to be brutally honest. Because <laughs> some of the shit they post from Natural News and all this other crap, it's just like... Oh, oh Natural News. You know, years ago, I used to really like that site, and it's, it's turned into... A, it's turned it's into... A, bullshit. It, uh, it's turned into a complete... <laughs> Because back in the day, it was it wasn't bad, and then all of a sudden, when they started letting anybody write for the site, it became and Mike Adams kind of turned into a, uh, a wingnut. Wingnut, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, cool. It was cool. 
So, hey, we're coming show? up around two hours. Holy cow. So, I guess it's part one and two. So, do you want to do a wrap, Andrew? Yeah, yeah. So, how do we want to wrap it up? Do we want See to... in five years? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bunker Project 2.0. If the RSS feed still exists in five years, we'll do another show. All right. another show. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Bunker Project. This is five years coming. Hope you enjoyed it. And we'll see you again. Maybe sooner than five years. Or maybe not.